fucking monsters. <laughs> Mics are hot, right? Mics are hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. No. Welcome to welcome 91 to Octane. 91. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, of course, we're covering your headlines. Uh, we're also getting into some new things, Randy. Uh, we're starting to read, bo- read books. We are. Indeed. So your lazy ass doesn't have to. Yes. And then finally, we're going to end up on two more segments. Cars we can't get here. Yep. Which uh, I'm interested to see your list. Yes. And what's new for 2022 in track life. Uh, but before we get there, let's kick it off with some headlines. Randy, you ready to go? No, I'm not. Then I will <laughs> kick it off. <laughs> so Toyota has secretly been working on some sauce (laughs) some what some sauce it's time for us to buy a dealership man oh okay so it looks like toyota has busted the microchip shortage oh they have yeah and they're like the only ones so they announced they're going to be in full production by december for their own chips for their own cars Oh, chips for their own cars. Chips and cars by December. Ooh, yeah. chips and cars. And in a time that all other companies are announcing that they're taking away features. Yes. They are like you know, no getting rid of seats. Yeah, no touchscreen. No touchscreen. Yeah, yes. a bunch of stuff. Toyota is saying, nah, we got it covered. Wow, that's a very um, – didn't they have a thing like bold moves? Was that a Toyota thing? Uh. Was, was it them? A, was it them that was bold moves? Uh, I vaguely, I vaguely remember. I think you might that being be right. a slogan for one yeah. of the car companies. Bold something. Yes, but um, there's a Toyota dealership near my house. There is, and every time I pass by, which is fairly frequently, twice or three times a week, mm-hmm. there's less and less cars on the lot, and yeah, it, it looks man. like, it looks like. It looked like theater parking during COVID. Like, that's what it looks like. Yes. There's one car, and it's like the employee of the theater. Or they, yeah, they stretch it out. Like, the used cars that they have, they stretch it out across they, the They did at the one ed, point, the, uh-huh. but now they have nothing. Really? Yeah, they have okay. nothing. But it looks like they're going to have a boom soon. So whoever owns a Toyota dealership is going to be doing a lot better than everybody else. Yeah, so you are you have an economy major. Yes. Or econ major. Um. Do you th- when or what will it take for prices to normalize back to where we can bargain again be- below MSRP? What will it take? Oh, uh, man. let's talk about timeline wise. So obviously there's going to be a ramp up of production. Uh, right. And you are we talking just used cars? No, we're talking uh, brand new. I'm talking brand new. Brand new cars. Brand new cars. Oh, get to a point where we can negotiate again. Yes. Beneath MSRP because we can't right now. We're like f- 3 to 6K over on a standard vehicle. That's a good question because what motivation would like Ford and GM and any of these companies have to produce chips? Or cars, right? Well, chips and then cars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at a clip that would then out outpace demand. Because right. that's when the price starts coming down. That's right. Yes. So what motivation do they have to do that? Well, 
well, one, one of the measures for a manufacturer is always year over year output. Right. And sales. Yes. Um, month to month, they always look at last year's month for right. the same same exact month. Um, so I was actually talking to the wife about this and she was, you know, it probably went over her head. But she, but she was not kind enough to listen to me because <laughs> I was talking about econo- economics. OK. And sh- I was saying, you know, it's in the interest of the manufacturer to always have growth in manufacturing numbers. But it's not as much of an interest for the dealerships to sell um, underneath MSRP because they're they're raking in dough right now. And that's that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. OK, because you're right yes. about that. Right. Yes. The the uh, manufacturers, they get what they get for their cars. Right. From the right. dealerships. Yep. And the dealerships are the ones that are motivated to keep this problem going. Yep. So that means that um, car companies are going to produce cars and chips as much as they can Mm -hmm. right because those are the Mm -hmm. numbers they want to meet yep now on the dealership side though i would argue that they might get to a point where they are fine having the same supply of cars in the market normalized they do that they do now yes because uh dealerships are losing money right now because they don't have the cars to sell that's also true right so they are at a at a disadvantage right now because of where the market is it's too extreme yes yeah so, so they got to find like a balance just yeah. where they can sell at MSRP still. But they're also forced to take um, inventory. I don't know how much like is there like a dealership organization like a dealership? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there is that, like, like a brotherhood of dealerships to. Yeah. Like they negotiate the, with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's where I can see things kind of slow. Like, hey, you know, kind of cool it on the chips. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We Let, don't want to. Well, but that's always been the contrasting um, battle, I think, between dealers and the OEM is we don't want all the shit that you guys are throwing at us. Right. That. Um, but they have to take it as a, as part of their agreement with the OEM to sell the to sell that brand. They have to take certain shitty let's say a purple charger, like a four cylinder Dodge charger. That's colored purple automatic. They have to take that car along with a Hellcat. Do you know that for a fact? Oh yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. That's guaranteed. If you want a Hellcat, you got to take a shitty one too. Oh really? Yes. That is. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because there is one guy that might want that purple shitty or gal that might want that I ha- purple. I have been to dealerships where I'm like, why would anyone want that? Right. Yeah. And now I'm understanding. Yes. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know that that uh-huh. was a practice, but it makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's volume for the manufacturer, right? They just right. want to pump out volume. Looks better for shareholders, et cetera, et cetera. But somebody's got to take that damn piece of shit, you know, trim and set up. Well, to answer your question, then mm-hmm. it's going to be when the rest of the OEMs catch up on this chip shortage. I see. You okay. know, Toyota's starting it somehow. They are, yes. Um, if the rest of them are able to figure it out, then that's going to, I mean, the supply is going to meet demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, th- the prices can start coming down. Yeah. So what do you think? A year or two? Let's say chip production matches manufacturing for cars. And they they actually have a, a flow, regardless of the supply chain issues that we have right now. I'm going to go a year and a half, two years. A year and a half to two years. So yeah. 2023. 20, I think early 2020, maybe even mid 2023. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe in mid-2023. At the rate that we're at right now. Yeah. And that's going to be like the first layer of cars, right? right? Yes. Like passenger A to B cars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy, like yep. sports cars and yeah. stuff like that. Right. Oh, forget about it, man. Yep. I yep. think I think we're SOL for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> With the brick of trailers of the world and yeah, the, I yes. don't know, man. It's just $100,000 Corvettes. Yes. I had somebody recently ask me um that they knew somebody that was looking for a car for 4500 bucks. Okay. And you know, they wanted something like safe and reliable mm-hmm. and you know, fairly new. <sighs> and I'm just like, no chance, dude. Fairly new is the part where I was like, no yeah, chance. Absolutely no, no, no chance. Way. Yes. Yeah, people are people are a lot of regular people are starting to realize. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by how much we consume cars. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Like it's not something that you think about like new cars, brand new mm-hmm. cars is mm-hmm. where I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, really? Like there's that much of a demand every year for right. these cars, but it makes sense for these companies to be around. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway, Toyota's ahead of the game. Good on them. Sneaky, They're... sneaky Toyota, man. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky Toyota. But yes. Let's hit the next headline. I actually realized I was not prepared for headlines this week. Oh, you weren't prepared yeah, for headlines sorry. this I week. Focused All right. on at, least, this. Yes. at least we got it on camera. <laughs> 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 well, let's go into my next headline. This one is a 91 Octane exclusive headline. Not nah, really exclusive. Just kind of came up with some bullshit. Honda owners need to start preparing to be Batman, Randy. Why is that? So I think GPS devices, and the one I specifically called out is the Apple AirTags. Yes. But GPS devices are so small now Mm -hmm. that it's so easy to just throw one into your car. Yes. And if something happens, it gets stolen or whatever, you can go find it. Yes. Now, realistically and honestly, don't go out there like hunting thieves (laughs) thieves <laughs> uh-huh. that's not what i'm saying yeah. right like it's uh it can be dangerous mm-hmm. but there's no reason for you not to have a gps tracker on your car anymore you know like right and apple air tags uh it can last a year mm-hmm. on the battery mm-hmm. and i'm like 29 bucks yes for the security yes anytime you buy a honda 29 bucks throw it in throw it in there and yeah. if it gets stolen you can at least give that information to the police that, I mean, I don't know if they're going to... Have they found the EG? Uh, They have not. Okay. But one of the caveats of that is is it's got to sense another Apple phone. That's true. Within its vicinity. Well, most people do have Apple Apple phones. That, yeah, and I mean, it's... It, what it does is it pings off a different phone. Correct. And, and, and that's it, how it sends a signal out. Exactly. Yes. But, I mean, what are the chances yeah. that this thief is 100% away from an Apple phone right. in this day very, and age? Very, very, very slow. In America, especially. Yeah, very yeah. Slim. Yeah. So, I mean, technology is getting to a point where, I mean, you, I don't think you'll have to worry. Well, Somebody's going to in order for someone to be successful about stealing your Honda, mm-hmm. they're going to have to steal it and chop it up. Right. That same day that's and find that chip. Right. Or that GPS tracker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. on premises. Yep. Oh, man. Would you. OK, one. Are you going to do this? I've thought about it. You've I, thought about I've it. I've looked at it already and okay. thought through it. Yes. Um, if your car were to be stolen, mm-hmm. 
and you had a, one of those tracking devices on there, mm -hmm. what would your next or your first steps be? Uh, after obviously I filed the police report, I would get to the police th or during the police report, I would show them, Hey, I actually have a tracking device on the car. Here's where it is. Um, you guys do your thing. Yeah. Hoping obviously that they actually do act on it. Right. And do what they need to do to recover my car. And in some cases like a, you know, EK, EG civic, they may not. Yeah. Or depending on the city or the police department or whatever, they may not in a, and on the other hand, maybe they will. Right. So, but if they don't, if they don't, um, Ooh, that's a good question. Like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? You can't just show up with a gun and say, demand your car back, right? No, I don't even think that's legal. Do you steal your car back? Let's say they left it on the lot outside and it's accessible. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Stick your, bring in your extra key or your key. Yeah. Turn the ignition and off you go. Yeah. As long. Yeah, absolutely. As long as the wheels are still on it. And it can Dude, go. that would be such a rush. Yeah, uh, that Even though it's on your own car, <laughs> yeah. you know, that would still be a rush. Yes, yes it would be. That, I wasn't even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I was going to be like, okay, I'd have to call like my biggest friends. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just explain the situation to them. Would they come and, and help you with that situation? I have friends who would. Okay. I, I definitely have friends who wouldn't. I will call you all by name. Don't right, worry about right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be packing heat or some sort no. of? No. You keep that off. No. You don't want. The only debate. <sighs> shit, man, it's hard. The That's only, tough. The only debate. So it's just there's no upside. There is no upside. Yeah. There is no up. Like to bring a gun, you mean? To bring a gun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you've yeah. got. you. And on the one end, I mean, yeah, it makes you. You know, twelve feet tall. Yes, yes. Um, they could sue your ass just for breaking. There the you go, <laughs> right? and that's what I'm thinking. Like I was, th I was gonna say maybe you would at least debate maybe putting it in the trunk in case something goes down. Sure, sure. But if it's in the trunk, by the time you need it, you're not gonna have it in your hand. Right. One. Yes. Two. If something does go down, just say a fight goes down. Sure. And the cops show up. Yeah. And they look through my car and find a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that's true. that went from just a, a stupid fist fight to something completely different. Correct. Right? It right. could go. Yes. Completely absolutely. Different. Intent. Yeah. Some sort of intent. But on the other end, if you show up with fist to a gunfight, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Very true. Then very true. I don't know. Fuck it. Just show up with machetes. Or do you follow the um these thieves home and F with them somehow so fuck with their shit in then uh, a different way? That's a more safe, less violent approach. I would be down. Right. Hypothetically speaking, if this were to occur. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would be down on a revenge theft. Yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Meaning we steal our car back uh -huh. and take plus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a way to do it. Yeah. Assuming, again, your car is not stripped down to really, really um, ah, but they, undrivable state. See, the problem with that is that if they took your car, they were probably casing you and therefore probably know where you live. That's a good point also. Damn. Yeah, so it's like a lose-lose. But yeah. that's also assuming that they know that it was you – that did the uh, revenge thing on them. Yeah. Right? 
Well, I mean, if you're if I mean, it'd be pretty easy for them to find out that we stole our car back. Ah, uh, good point. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Like, that's these a good bastards. Point. Yes. Yeah. But at that point, does hmm. the th- does the thief chance it and continue to harass you? Right. Or realize that they have met a more formidable opponent and back down. Mm. I guess that's where the badge would help. Yes. Yes, for sure. All right, well, let's hope we never have to find out. Absolutely. Oh, man, let's hope we never have. The next headline, I'm very excited about this one, Randy. Okay. Cadillac wants to give you more cushion for your pushing, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So they have invented MagnaRide. Have you heard of MagnaRide? Yeah, it's a magnetic suspension. Right. Yes. But the newest MagnaRide iteration, MagnaRide 4.0, that comes in the Cadillac Blackwings. Mm-hmm. Is I mean the way they explain it, um, conventional dampers obviously they have oil in a cylinder, yes, yes. and they're static to what you know mm-hmm. what can fill mm-hmm. that volume. Yeah, we have adaptive dampers that allow for a few settings of firmness. Correct. Right. These new MagnaRide uh, dampers they use <laughs> I don't even know it's a, a magnetic fluid. Correct. That they drive electricity through. Right. To make it either to change Soft, the viscosity, right, of the oil inside of the, of the oil. suspension, and they can do this individually. Yes, with each shock. Yes. Okay. So, that so makes sense. now they are working to combine this with sensors, ECU, and all all uh, the ECU and wheel sensors, accelerometers. So now the cars are while you're racing them, making adjustments. To keep the weight of the car in a certain place, balanced, and f- balanced. So oh. if you're tr- if you're doing like a, a a left turn and you've got a ton of weight on that front left, wheel, yeah, it, uh-huh. it'll it'll change the, the 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 stiffness the stiffness of just that corner of just that corner or compensate with the other four corners mm-hmm. to keep you balanced. Ooh. And so yes. what this means is like an extremely comfortable ride mm-hmm. that can now go straight to the track and and do some mean stuff with it. I think this is really exciting. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Yes. I yes. mean, like for the I mean, it's probably very expensive. Mm. They only offer it in the Blackwing and the new Z06s. OK. Are the okay. only ones that have it now. Mm-hmm. But we know that's where it starts. And yes. eventually it's going to make its way down. Yes. Yes, to the Camaro, if they still have a Camaro. Right, and into the aftermarket. What I haven't done is looked up at com- looked into companies that already do this. I don't know that there are any, like a Coney or a Bilstein, or I don't think they I mean, have. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. I, I feel like I would have seen that come across a feed somewhere if one of these aftermarket companies was doing that already. The only one I think can think of is Tane. They make an ad- an adjustable ride dampening system for all four corners. Yeah. But you have a controller in your car to make that adjustment. So there's like a brain that you can control the stiffness from within your right. car. So it's more like the adaptive dampers correct. than the magnet. That's ride. correct. Yeah. But there's no smart sensor that can adjust on the fly while you're driving there yeah it's not that yeah on like if, apparently the future it's gonna handle it for you that's awesome yeah it's gonna get to the point in a car man where you'll be able to probably just use the steering wheel you don't even have to use the gas or the brake it's called an automatic 
<laughs> yeah, yes. I guess that's true. But I thought this was pretty exciting, especially mm-hmm. from an American company. You that know? is one of the things I, w- I will give GM props for. That yeah. and the LS, those are probably their two strongest um, individual technologies within the car world. Would you say that they've shed the straight line stereotype no not i don't think so not for me as a uh stereotyping type of person car person yeah i mean they're not a circuit car there's a, they don't have a i circuit mean there's car the type of, camaro zl1 i which i love i love the looks of that car and that one's a, that's a track car it's it, it is i have you seen one of those on the track yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay yeah. yeah that car looks like a beast yeah um but something but, about big, heavy V8 doesn't – maybe, obviously, I'm not a track junkie. Yeah. But I just think of, like, smaller than V8, six and four bangers as the small track car, accessible track car platform. Yeah. I guess and, it's either going to be weight or it's going to be power. Right. And right. the power on those cars is getting crazy now. Yes. And I'm more on the uh, lightweight type of cars, and I just don't see it. Damn Honda boys. I know man. I am. I'm such a JDM <laughs> guy, dude. I am. Just... It weighs too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like big girls. Let's just say I like them with no ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I feel like I don't know. It's hard to tell. It, it's hard. To, I, I feel like GM and Ford mm-hmm. have kind of shed that a little bit. A little bit more than before. Yeah, like a Dodge is still like rah rah straight line. Yes. Yeah. E muscle. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. For sure. E muscle. Yes, yes. But I think the other ones that I guess a little bit. I don't know. Ford made a good attempt with the RS. It's too bad they couldn't pursue it. Yeah, and and the Mustang is a lot better now as yeah, a track car. That's very true. Very very true. Yeah. Yes, so. Yes. GM never when was the last GM compact track car I mean was it the neon SRT4 I mean anything can be a track car I don't know that's that right. that was a track car like though. a purpose semi purpose like their, either, their intentions was for it to be a track car right like either oh sorry yeah SRT4 that's the Dodge so like GM the Sonic was like the last small car I can remember them having the Veo Chevy Which Aveo, is, oof, yeah. But uh, those aren't track cars. Saturn Redline, which was eons ago, like 10 years ago. was Okay, yeah, that was one. That was one. And then they did the Saturn Sky, which was the road. There start. was a track. There was a, like, a TCR. Well, that's that's Dodge. I keep, I keep going back to Neon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's the Saturn. It's sad. Yeah, that's, there's no Chevy four banger that was really like a. They tried to get to the uh, tuner market with. I mean, the Cavalier. The, I was gonna say the Cavalier. <laughs> att- poor attempts at it, the Cavalier. It wasn't at- a. Tra- it was a. It was kind of became a tuner car a little bit. Yeah, but they but gave not no a track shits. car. They yeah. gave no support to that. No, so. even though they were there were body kits made in Japan, right? Which still blows my mind. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah, that's that was it. As far as my on like immediate recollection of anything GM, okay, for the tuner market, right? Uh yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough. Maybe there was something that we're not mentioning. Because at least, well, Ford has a presence in the European market as their like the Cosworth Escorts, yeah, Rally, um, breed of car, right? The Fiesta and the Focus you know, has a history of being in the rally scene. So thus 
they have some sort of foundation for a four banger type of car that could appeal to the tuner market. GM was never in the rally scene. They have no European presence, pretty much. They bought Opel and then they sold them. So they just never were about that. It's a big SUVs, trucks, and Camaros almost, and the Corvette. Yeah, you know? you're. I can't think of right? anything. Yeah, I mean, if there is something, it's obviously not memorable. Yes, yes. Because we know all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Holden was also a GM brand, and that's oh, all. Oh yeah, that's true. So nothing. Man, some of those Utes, those Holden Utes, I would love one. Oh, dude, they're pretty fucking awesome. I would love yes, one. Yes, yes. Are you a Ute guy? Uh, dude, well, I've seen them in person. I'm not a Ute guy. I would love to. I mean, that's not high on the list, but it does look like fun. It's pretty high on the list for me. Is it? Yeah. So what was the American version of a Ute? The um, El Camino. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. That was like the last. I wouldn't own it. The only Ute I would own Mm -hmm. is the Holden. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like a modern V8. Yeah. And they look so badass. Yeah, they do. They give me the same vibes that the Grand National gives me. Oh. Yeah. The Holden does that. Okay. But you're right. No, no track monsters that we that we know. Right. But anyway, those are your headlines for the week. Mm -hmm. Let's get into our first segment of the episode. Reading the books. So your lazy ass does not have to. And this week I mentioned this in uh, in the. Instagram earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I read How to Build a Car by Adrian Newey. Um, Adrian Newey is widely regarded as the F1 like loophole master. Ooh. Yeah, okay. he's an aerodynamicist. I wish I had that title, you know? <laughs> That's it's like dope. rocket science yeah. and aerodynamicist. Dude, what's crazy is uh, you know, he wanted to focus on aerodynamics. That was his that was his thing from a young age. Okay. To the point that in his studies, he decided to study like uh, aeronautics and planes. Sure. Which makes sense. Yes. Absolutely. But his goal the whole time was, was to go to F1. Ah. Like to have that foresight. At what age did it say? Uh, I mean, before college. Okay. Yeah. No, that's true. To have you the know, foresight to just. Of saying, I'm going to do this because, I mean, there was no. It wasn't like that was the path, at least not that I'm aware of. Uh-huh. And it looks like the era of aerodynamicists mm-hmm. did start in the era that Adrian Newey kind of took over. Okay. That's when there was a big change in cars. Okay. He was responsible for 11 cars in F1, designing 11 cars. Very cool. In F1, uh, first with Leighton House, uh, then the uh, Williams team. When they were winning? When they were winning. Okay. When they were winning, uh-huh. yes. And then McLaren mm-hmm. before Red Bull. And he's still – he's not the designer designer for Red Bull now or okay. their technical director. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's doing, like, some sort of R&D for them. Okay. So he's still with Red Bull. Very cool. Um, The guy – I mean, I, I think uh, – I won't spoil the whole book. I think um, if you do want to read it and learn about aerodynamics, F1 aerodynamics, I would recommend reading it for so sure. So it's not engineering book. It's and it's engineering for dummies. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. engineering for dummies. He he includes his drawings, okay. like uh, uh, technical drawings mm-hmm, of parts mm-hmm. that he designed and stuff like that, and kind of explains how things work why they they did certain things how they exploited certain loopholes very nice yeah like and and that's interesting to see i mean and that was the whole goal Mm -hmm. 
I mean, he he mentions that the FIA's goal is to make cars slower, right? That's what they yes. that's what they institute rule changes. Yep. Yep. And his role is to find a creative way to eliminate that. So it's him versus the FIA. Oh, okay. the way the way he he puts that picture together. Right. And it's are you familiar with what hot blowing is? N- no, well. <laughs> <laughs> No, haven't watched that type of video. Okay, so, so um, <laughs> he designed uh, with Red Bull while they were using Renault engines. Okay, he designed a hot blowing system that used the exhaust to blow air at the diffuser and create more downforce. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's nuts, right? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And That's- it's it's like it's a huge advantage, but it's also like. And this I don't know for sure because is, this isn't mentioned in the book. But what I started thinking about is, okay, so Renault designed engines to be able to get exhaust out of the out of the engines at enough pace to help with some downforce. Yes. And this helps a lot during, you know, corners. Yes. But in straights, when you, you're flat out and the exhaust is coming out as fast as it can, mm-hmm. I mean, that's causing more downforce. Yeah. Obviously, they're working the aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. But now your gas does not only controls acceleration, but you now have a pedal for downforce. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, I would love to know what that feels like. Yeah, that's the dream. Right? Yeah, to, to drive an, an F1, F1 car. If you got a chance to drive an F1 car today, today. would you do it? Dude, it's hard, man. I tried the F1 game. Have you tried the F1 yes. game? Yeah. It's fucking hard, man. Like, I don't know if it's just me. I suck at games or what. I mean, hard in what sense? Um, It's hard. Like the turning radius, maybe it's my setup. I could not get a – I was just not competitive at all. Just even How much did you play? I It was a free trial, so <laughs> like a weekend. Oh, but you gave it a few hours. I, I gave it a, about an hour and a half-ish at okay. most. Yeah, and I just could not get – very good at the first like you couldn't get fast i couldn't be competitive i couldn't even get through a whole track without like against the cpu against the cpu Uh, okay yes so to to answer the question because of that you wouldn't would you i would totally try it Uh, okay 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 yeah 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 if it's just give me just a a loop yeah yeah a loop yeah like a roval type of situation not a lot of turning i think i would love to just Try it flat out. Even uh, Mario Andretti experience. Have you seen that? No. It's a two-up, or, or it's a one-up, I should say, where Andretti sits in front and you sit behind him. Wait, Andretti gives these rides? He did it for somebody recently I saw in a video. Okay, but you you like, you like and me can't go over there and be like, hey, yo, can Andretti give us? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there, that experience is a commercial experience, meaning you and I could pay for somebody to have a driver okay. take us on uh Indy 500 racetrack in a Indy-esque car and at go Indy-esque to, speeds at uh, almost 200 miles an hour. Wow. You're not in control. That's scary. It is scary. 200 miles an hour almost, driving? Almost 200, yeah. Let's call it 200. Yes, let's 200, 200. miles an hour driving is yeah. a lot better than 200 I, miles passenger. Yes. Low to the ground, Ooh. open air. It was for Dude Perfect, that that YouTuber um, group of guys. Oh, Andretti did it for him. Yes, uh, they did. Or them. Yes, one of them, one of them, yes. Okay. Yeah. It how was, much is, do you know how much it costs? No, I don't, but I would pay like maybe 500 to experience that. One lap? I wouldn't say a one lap. How I'd much? Say a how many laps? laps? Two laps? 
I'd give it like let's say five. If they did five at that Do, speed, well, two laps. You're oh for for someone to give you a ride. Yes, I might try that. Five hundred to have someone give you a ride. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I don't know. I wasn't thinking those numbers. No, I feel like five hundred merits you driving. To, absolutely, because you can drive a Ferrari for five hundred bucks. Yeah, but, there you go. But I mean, for the experience, I might pay like up to five hundred for that. Maybe because I'm stupid with my money, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would want to know what that feels like. Yes. But I mean, I, I, what I really want to know is what it feels like to go 200 miles an hour on my foot. That is a wholly different story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's a little more exhilarating. Would you do it if it was an let's say it was a tr like a roller coaster on the ground where you knew you couldn't skid or whatever? Um, nah, you'd want the full experience. Nah, you mean like California? Like yes, what is yeah, like, the Disneyland the, ride. Disneyland ride yeah, on yeah, tracks. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, kind of on tracks to to ensure some sort of safety. That's like the people that do squats on the Smith machine. Yes, at the gym, yes, you know, yes, it's yeah, like yeah. nah, dude, you're not getting the full experience. So a salt flat, then maybe a salt flat would be. No, a, I'd, I'd probably feel safer at a track. Really? Yeah. Plus, I would want to feel the G's of the corners. Ah, uh, okay. Like okay. if if the instructor, or if they had like an instructor that said, "Okay, hey, look, like at seven tenths, you're gonna be at a certain mile per hour at these corners. Mm -hmm. You know, use this line, use these speeds. Yeah. And with that, I think within two laps, I could I could get like I could get a lot of fun in. Mm. You know, within the fifth to seventh lap. Okay. Okay. I would definitely anxiety would start wearing at me after a little while in the car. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, knowing some people that have died from these types of things like that Jesse Decker, that gal that used to be on like um like All Girls Garage and you you know who I'm talking about? No, no. One of the girls that was like kind of on Motor Trend TV type channels. She died doing like a bucket list car show type of thing. And I think one of them was because I mean, of what better speed. way to go, though? <laughs> <laughs> better than COVID. That's I mean, for sure, right? OK, yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's I, so you it's and I might have different philosophies on this, right? Sure. But I mean, I think the closer you can get to that point. Yeah. Without actually getting there mm -hmm. is what I'm paying for. Ah, right. And that's why for me, I'd want a little bit more of a controlled situation. So you want on, you want it on tracks. I would prefer it on a track type of setup. And there is a roller coaster that takes you to 120, zero to 120 in like a couple seconds in, in Ohio. Yes. Really? Mm -hmm. It's called the top thrill dragster. Top thrill dragster. Yeah, so they go zero to 20 and like, but I have oh, gone, 120. The thing is that I, I have gone over 120. Not, okay. Not not cuz the thing is I do definitely have a thing about getting that number higher. Like oh yeah. max speeds. I would love to get to 150 in like my own vehicle, not the oh, S, but something safer. Yeah, I don't know that I'd get, I'd feel safe going to 150 in my current vehicle. Right, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like like an F1-esque car. Oh yeah. That can handle How how where would you stop? Ooh, that's a good question. Um Depends on the track. If it's a loop, I think I'd feel a lot better. We're talking auto club. You're uh, getting okay. So auto club. Yeah, half Roval. speedway, half street course. Oh, so street course. Yeah. Oh man, that with that Roval, I if with a with a lot of time with the car, I might feel comfortable at 150, if not more. 
um my mind just hasn't been there yet so i don't know yeah i feel like 20 plus my my max right now is 130 okay i'm 130 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm saying another 20 miles an hour that's probably where i'd feel comfortable going and then increment small increments from there build up yeah right but if you're paying 500 dollars for five laps and I get to 150, I'm going to say lap three because to the first two laps are warm up. Yeah. Warming up the tires. Mm-hmm. That leaves me two more laps. I maybe make it to 160. If I feel comfortable with the car. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I was dumb enough to do 120 plus in a in a convertible. Right. So. Well, that was a Ferrari, though. Right. No, I mean, my car. Oh, I wouldn't say that's dumb. No, no. <laughs> I feel like I'd it's, say that's the smartest decision you've ever made in your life. <laughs> It's risky, definitely risky. It is risky for sure. My dad almost shit a brick when he I told him how fast I went. Oh way. yeah, that's uh, that's parents. Yeah, that is parents stuff. What what would you do if your son came and they were like, Dad, I just did one thirty on the four hundred five. I would tell him he's dumb, flat out <laughs> dumb, dude. Don't do it on the public roads. Would you take please. him to the track at that point? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Not that, bra- that bravery merits. A tryout mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, I'd I'd want him in a, a better car than my S2000, oh, a sure. safer car than my yeah. S2000. So you would get him an F1 car? Uh, I give him an experience in an <laughs> F1 car. I pay <laughs> yeah. for it. The, Call up Andretti. Yeah, or the NASCAR cars. They they also have. The I ride do want to do that. I want to I want to experience that because I, I I've heard that's a whole different thing. The stock car. Yeah, the stock thing. car yeah. thing. You know, ride along. Wrangling a car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that, uh, no, because I think with they those, let you, you drive, they let you drive them. Yes, they yeah. do let you drive. I would want to drive one for sure. Mm. That might be where I get my next, uh, <laughs> my next max speed. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Because or or if the engine blows on the E36 and we end up LS swapping it, which is on the uh, that's the uh, that's on the list. That's the, on the list of plans. If the if it happens, goes. yeah. But even then, it would have to be. There's another decision that would need to be made, which is sequential shifter. No, hell not. no, hell no. Uh-huh. It's it just. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, once the engine goes, I am still going to be debating between a replacement S52 uh-huh. or going LS. It's not a sure thing that I would go LS. Oh, okay. Because there's see. just a whole host of problems that might come with that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. You but almost, anyway, yes. Back to the books, and that's a good transition on the super speedway. Um, in the book, Adrian Newey starts talking about some drama that occurred in, with Michelin tires in F1 in the U.S. Okay. When they came to the U.S., so when they came to the U.S., they found out, you know, on doing super speedway runs and F1 cars on those Michelin tires caused the tires to. They uh, the sidewall oscillated at a certain frequency and they literally blew up. Ooh, right. Okay. So uh, this happened during uh, practice or yeah, practice um, okay. on a weekend. Um, so they they decided they were like, OK, well, we have three choices, right? Mm-hmm. Either we we run with these tires. We uh, don't do the race or we modify the circuit. Those are the three options that all the the driver the the uh, the teams came up with. Okay. Right. During this time uh, is when Michelin had concluded their studies on what was going on because mm-hmm. they've kind of rushed that, um, and they said that the tires would survive a few laps, but they won't survive the whole race. Basically, telling teams your tires are going to blow up if you run. Yikes. 
but there were other teams running Bridgestones, mm. right? It w- there wasn't just one tire like there is now. Okay. So the Bridgestone teams were like, nah, we want to run. Uh-huh. You know, that's uh-huh. a Michelin problem. That's a Michelin team problem. That's true. You know, it's, it's not true. our problem. Yeah. So uh, they had to come up with a, a decision because the FIA said, yeah, the, r- the race continues. Mm. So what the Michelin teams decided to do was uh, grid up for pre-grid, do a warm-up lap, and then come back in and not race. Oh, okay. So all the teams did not race except for – actually, I forget. Let's see what teams I have here. Uh, maybe I didn't write it down. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they, they, uh, they decided not to run in the U.S., and the fans were livid. Of course. Because there was only a few teams. It wasn't even really a real race. Right. Ferrari won handily. Um, so they wanted their money back. It was a huge issue for Michelin especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that the next time they came, which is the following year they mm-hmm. came, that the uh, spectators voted with their feet, meaning all the, nobody s- the stands up. were clear. Like nobody oh, showed up, dude. wow. That sucks, man. That does suck. That definitely sucks. You know, all because you just didn't want to risk an exploding tire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that sucks, yeah. man. Yes. Like to get put out of a race, first of all, mm-hmm. by your tires after all that preparation. Mm-hmm. And then to kind of ruin F1 in the U.S. Yes, yes. I think it took a while to kind of come back from that. What era was that? Like 80s, 90s? This was uh, this was actually in the 2000s. I think he was already on the uh, um, Red Bull team, early Red Bull years. So what city was this that this happened? I We, you know, we're new F1 fans, so. Yeah, so this was in Indianapolis. Oh. Yeah, the, okay. in 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, actually, Ralph Schumacher was the one, the first one to have an accident. Okay. Yeah, and that's what triggered kind of studying what the tire failure was about. Okay, it's Michael Schumacher's brother. Michael Schumacher's brother, Ralph. Ralph. Right. Yeah, and it's um, Adrian Newey has like an issue with with Schumacher. Oh, he does. This is the first time I've ever felt someone have like genuine dis- genuine disdain for Schumacher. Everybody okay. talks about Schumacher like they, like people talk about Jordan. Sure. Yes. You know? Yes. Absolutely. But like w- throughout the book there's sort of a theme of him accusing Schumacher of cheating. Uh-huh. So Senna thought that Schumacher was using traction control illegally. Okay. Um when he was on the uh, Benetton team, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he mentions, uh, he makes a point to mention all the instances in his experience, Adrian Newey's experience, where Schumacher intentionally was running people off the road. Because uh, obviously, you know, he was working on the teams with Damon Hill. Okay. That led with some of those yeah, competitors that led to, you know, them losing championships mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. some of the driving that Michael Schumacher was doing. Yeah. But I understand yeah. it. Um, this guy was interesting. He had like two or three divorces that he mentions in the book. Oh, nice. He was all about his work. Oh, workaholic okay. dude yeah like it, i mean it, he mentions in the book working like 16 hour days sun Shit. up sun down uh it sounds like f1 is that type of gig at least at his level yeah right redesigning right. cars right he would have to take race off races off to work on the car for the next year right okay. like not only working on the current car but also working on future cars right but Granted, like this is a position that has brought him hella fame 
taking them mm-hmm. all over the world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm reading a random dude from L.A. is reading a book about a guy from the U.K., Right. Right. Yeah. Like this is how popular he's gotten mm-hmm. through this position. There's a lot of prestige there. Mm-hmm. Would you trade? Let's not bring the family in this because I already know what you're going to say. Right. Okay. But, but uh, excluding that piece, the family in piece, my 20s. So in my 20s, let's w- say in your 20s, let's say before you de- you got a family, would you trade your life, essentially your entire life for a shot at a technical position on an F1 team like that? Yes, I would have in my twenties. Yeah, without question. And you would have ended up like single. Uh, probably. You still would have had kids, or would have been dropping kids all around the world, which is what he did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. like he had yeah. kids with all the all the different wives that he had. Yeah, that's probably what would have happened. And sure. he, yeah, because you're sure. wearing you're wearing the fucking gear for the team. Oh yeah, you're, you're gonna. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you know, I'm the like, technical director. My name is Randy. I'm the technical dire- yeah, director you, for Red Bull. You walk into a bar where this sport is famous. And oh, for sure. You're yeah. on one of the teams that are actually doing something, Ferrari or Williams or whatever. You're probably going to get talked to, if not by dudes, at the very least by some chicks. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. So it's almost both. You're getting it from both sides. Yes. Just like probably in, mostly dudes. Mostly dudes, for yeah. sure. But <laughs> yeah. because of that, you because you're getting a claim from like a alpha dude in the bar. Yeah. The chicks are gonna be like, "Who is this guy that yeah. the alpha guys are talking to? Who's short?" He actually has a story much like um, in Rush, like much movie? like in Rush, yeah. where uh-huh. he hasn't really presented what he does. Yes. But then people start kind of like, "Oh, you're Adrian Newey." Yes. And and the, the woman he's on a date with is like, oh, who are you? Yes. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. That all you become alpha alpha. In that so situation. you would do like 16 hour days. And Ooh, I was never a work um, live to work type of dude. Yeah. I was a work to live type of person. Yes. So I don't know. But to be at the level or echelon of F1, that's like saying like NBA, right? Yeah, it's like what a uh, you're one of the most a, a very prominent figure, a in top a, tier F, F, uh, FIFA. Let's say you're play, you know, like you're at a FIFA level. I don't of, even know what level. What Adrian Newey, probably, probably head coach. Have to, have exactly, to be head coach. Exactly, like on the team of yeah. a FIFA team that's yeah. competitive in Argentina in the World Cup, Guatemala, or, the Philippines. <laughs> I ain't getting laid with my <laughs> Philippine flag uh, tracksuit jacket. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. May, not even It'd in the It'd be like you would have to be – you think Pacquiao's coach gets oh, some runoff? Oh, if Freddie if Freddy Roach is his name. Not Freddie Roach. It would have to be like – Oh, like Bo Boy, the, the Filipino it, yeah, guy? His, like, his, his, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> his last like major Filipino coach. Oh, yeah. He's getting Filipino pussy for sure. Oh, uh, okay, okay. He is, dude, without question. But as not dumb, around the world. As dumb as rocks as that guy probably is. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> Boboy, not the not the, not Pacquiao. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. He's getting girls. Okay. Just by being associated with Manny. That's funny. Um, mostly Filipinos. Probably not a lot of like Italian women or Spanish women. Yeah. Or anything European. But, yeah, he's, he's getting some. So... <sighs> With that said, um, would I have traded uh, my life to have a shot at F1? I think I would have in my 20s for sure. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say no, but right. I was also like you where I wasn't a live to work. I've never been a live to work. Correct. I've been a work to live too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't necessarily mind the, you know, kind of not being able to have a life. Yes. You know, of yeah. course, I would want to m have the life that I have now. Yes. But excluding that, mm -hmm. I think at that age, I would have been like, yeah, I might, I might take a chance in my 20s. I would have. Totally yeah. But then it probably would have ended pretty soon. Think so. Yeah. I would probably done tired. like two years and then been like, you know what? I'm just going to go work. Use my F1 experience and go work at a casual spot. Because does he did he go to the, he went to the races, you were saying, right? Yeah. So he because there are uh, team members that stay at the headquarters. Yeah, but they're more. Yeah, they're, they're more lower, lower level. Yeah, yeah, they're for more sure. Lower yeah. But that is still I'm sure wearing the outfits. and. Oh, stuff. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not reading their books. <laughs> So, you know, like, so, you know, I, I don't know point. that you'd want to give it up for that. But, right. yeah, I mean, it's uh, he I, this, it's interesting. He mentions that he had his fourth kid with his second wife mm. and he named the kid Harrison William Newey. Okay. And the William was in tribute to his grandfather, Bill. OK, because his dad talked about his grandfather so much. OK, cool. So then he calls his dad and he tells his dad, hey, you know, I named uh my son william after our grandfather mm -hmm. and his dad goes son your grandfather's name is wilfred not <laughs> william <laughs> okay. and i'm like damn like you know your dad talked about your grandpa all the time mm -hmm. and you couldn't get it <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was funny that's awesome i wonder if they, he doesn't mention changing it would you change it uh, you only have a very small window to do that. Oh, really? Yes. You actually before have a you have to go through like some other weird process. You have to. There's a time limit. Really? Yes. You have to come up with a name from the birth till like you have two or three days. Yeah. It's baby with your last name until it's like two or three days in because you're out of the hospital by day three. Oh. If all all things are good, you're out of the hospital in three days. From birth till three days. Okay, so so Elon panicked, and that's why he yeah, named he his just, kid Eon just, Flux yeah, Twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just grabbed a bunch of letters. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Bec I thought you could like not give the kid a name for as long as you wanted. No, not and really. then come back and fill because it in. Because the hospital has to fill out all the paperwork. They want to do it before you get out. I mean, if you've got the money and the willingness to wait and and do all the bullshit yourself, then maybe yes. Oh, okay. But there's there's registration paperwork yes, that they take care of. The county, the birth certificate, like all that shit has to happen ideally before you leave. Damn. Yes. So you got to come up with something. So you can't change it. After, it's a bitch to change after the fact. So I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Question. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it remains... William. Yes. Despite Wilfred yeah, being your grandfather. Yeah, in tribute to Wilfred the grandfather. <laughs> but anyway, this guy was actually, a, he, I think he was enjoying F1 life much like you would. Yes. Not only in the kind of courting female side of things, but also in the uh, debauchery side of things. Oh, yeah. I'm so sure. when he started working for Red Bull and they started winning mm. Christian Horner okay. for Red Bull, started mm. throwing after parties when they would run it like Silverstone. Okay. Right, which was in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um and one of their friends, uh his name was let me look this up, Joe Macari. Okay. Bought a brand new Ferrari California. Okay. Right. A and brought it to the party. Nice. After a few drinks, mm. Adrian Newey Okay. Takes the keys to his car. Uh-huh. Takes that Ferrari California and proceeds to do 30 donuts on Christian Horner's lawn. 
in the Ferrari, California. Okay, okay. dude. And then like uh, 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 one of the uh, I forget his name. Um, one of the uh, uh-huh. team members, another team, another member? team member. I think his name was Mark. I thought I had written the name down. Okay, but anyway, they described it as he said that from the inside of the tent because they were partying in the tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a strobe going off as a Ferrari went around the headlights and around <laughs> and around and around. Okay. 30 times left the car on the lawn. Nice. Booked it. <laughs> and he said he woke up the next day like, what the fuck? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He does not mention uh-huh. what the owner of the car said. Okay. I'm curious about that. And I and I tried looking up the story. I couldn't really find a lot more on it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But if you were the owner of the Ferrari California, granted, these people have money. Hella money. Yes. It's like the prelude probably to them. For sure. Yeah. What would you do? I wouldn't be mad as long as the car was in one piece. You wouldn't be mad? Dude, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Fer- the California's not really like a collector car. Yeah, future, I guess you're right. A future yeah. collector, you yeah. know, um, it doesn't have any status. It's all it's pretty much forgotten at this point. Right. As far as Ferraris go. Yeah. It's poor man's Ferrari is how it's kind of viewed. Yep. Even at the time when it was brand new, it was kind of so- seen that way. Yeah. I would be like, whatever. He didn't crash it. It's not my lawn. So, you know, just drive the bitch home. Rack some miles up on it, whatever. Yeah, it's dumb. It's funny. It's kind of funny. I mean, too. it is funny. Like I, I would have, I would love to tell this story on either end. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. the car owner or being the donut guy or the homeowner. What about the yeah. homeowner <laughs> or the homeowner? Okay. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like it's a cool story as long as nobody gets hurt. Yes, it's a cool story when you're older. Yes, but I don't know that I would have played it cool in at the, the time. Moment. I would have been pissed. Yeah, as the homeowner, I would have been pissed. As a car yeah. owner, probably also. I, I think I would have been more pissed as a car owner. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. Although I'm pretty sure his lawn was jacked. Yes. So yes, who knows? Yeah. Probably like one of those baller like golf level, golf course level lawns. Too. It's um. Have you, you you've seen his house on the F1 show on Netflix, right? I don't Christian think Warner's. no. When he goes home, they show it. Oh, it's I don't like, remember. It's like those UK mansion type. Um, right. Old, old school mansions with a long driveway and. You know, it's all grass and it's like a box shaped home and stuff like that. Yeah. In the countryside. Like they should have pointed out. I'm going to write Netflix. Yeah. Like, hey, point out where the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did so, Andrea Nui yeah. do these donuts, yes, man? Yes, I want to yes, know. Yes. But on a darker turn in the book, he does talk about the Senna death lawsuit. So he was on the Williams team when Senna died. Okay. And, um, uh, the executives, including him at Williams, got taken uh, to trial over this by the Italian uh, federal government, essentially. Okay. And the trial lasted two and a half years before they charged them with a manslaughter charge. Shit. And they were saying it was a steering column. Okay. And they argued that uh, through data that they found uh-huh. um, that... Uh, Senna had issues with uh, the acceleration okay. and uh, understeering mm. and y- they they were able to prove it but eventually uh, the case was dropped as a no basically no charges mm. but not really saying that they're not guilty oh, okay so what okay. ended up happening is they took them to trial again years later 
but there was no new evidence to produce. Mm. So it was the same verdict again before they let him go. Uh, Patrick Head, who also worked at Williams, told Adrian Newey, and this is uh, a quote. He said, as far as I'm concerned, you were the chief designer and responsible for the design of the car. And therefore, I believe you have to take responsibility for this. Yikes. Like telling them straight up, like, that's that's on your head. It's not me. Mm. Which, I mean, that sucks, man. It's harsh. Very, very harsh. So tough. Yeah, tough, tough way to go. And, it, and it's, God, it's, it's, with racing, it's so tricky. Like, do you think the, the federal government should have been involved in that case? That's tough, man. And do you think they would have been involved if it wasn't such a high-profile driver? Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, the race happened. It was in Italy that the uh, mm-hmm. crash happened. Yeah, Imola. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, w- the question was what again? Sorry, it was like, sh- do you do you think the federal government should, should have be, been involved? Should have been involved. You know, because hmm. well, you know, in in one sense, you could argue that you should clear the situation. Mm-hmm. Every situation of potential sabotage. Yes. Um, That's true. That's so true. in that sense, somebody has to be looking at it. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I mean, what? Are, well, who would want to kill him? You know, You'd almost, it's almost like they uh, accuse you of something before having any proof almost. Right. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But I don't know that, you know, I, obviously it's, it's hard to, to talk from a chair like this and, we, and, and yeah, talk we don't about know the, stuff like all that, the details. Right? We don't but know. But based on what I'm reading in the book, it's interesting because, I mean, he he mentions himself a couple times that uh, some of the drivers due to the, the designs, because he was designing for aerodynamics and sometimes we forget to, to design for the driver. Mm. And the drivers would scrape knuckles in the cockpit using the steering wheel because they, they wouldn't leave any room for them. Oh, okay. And so with Senna... He had that issue where his knuckles were hitting, so they lowered the steering column two millimeters Mm. and actually thinned out the the steering column, I think, by four millimeters. Okay. So there were modifications made to the steering column Mm -hmm. that caused issues. And Adrian Newey was the one that approved those changes. But he mentions by request of Senna. Okay. You know, but it's like... It wasn't yeah. against the rules. Right. But there was some stuff done to the steering column as well. So is he at fault? That's that's what they're Most trying to prove. Most of the data, the camera footage indicates that what, that he wasn't, mm. that they weren't at fault, that this was, it happened, something had to do with the driver. Uh, but, I mean, there were there were some things that kind of leave you thinking like, hmm, you know, well, what's the situation? Yeah. But now, but I do go back and forth between, you know, should should have the government gotten involved or not? Yeah, that's tough because yeah. they, they have to assume that you intentionally did it to kill somebody. Right. Or yeah. sacrifice. Well, or or it's like negligent. Manslaughter can be negligent, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So that that's how they would get them, which kind of sucks. And racing is so hard because you're on the bleeding edge of safety and, yeah. you know, being uh, competitive. Yeah. So it's almost unfair to put him on trial for something like that because that's what they're trying to get to. You know, and soon after he left Williams to go to McLaren, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to have to pay for the ongoing investigation. Okay, so he negotiated 
his legal fees into the new McLaren contract. Nice. Genius. That's crazy. That's genius. Yeah. Imagine being able to do that. Yeah. We can't do that at our positions. Nope. nope. If we get an offer and we're like, hey, you know, I'm in the middle of a lawsuit. You yeah. Know, could you yeah, guys, could you, could you include that in the contract? Yeah. They'd revoke the offer. The, he's that desirable of a yeah, person. Yeah, man. That's, that, that's crazy, dude. That but yeah, awesome. that's a lot of the bits that he talks about. It's very insightful on the arrow side. Okay. And I intentionally didn't talk about those pieces because I think those are the pieces that one, it requires a lot of the drawings that he includes to see to, and, to see and understand what's going on. Okay. And two, I would think it's the it's it's the number one reason to read that book. The oh, okay. in the insight on the arrow. Mm -hmm. A lot of the other stories in his life, it's interesting, it's fun, but it, it's it doesn't have anything to do with how to build a car, right? Okay. I yeah, see. Yeah, although this is I mean it's it's on the they're not shy about calling it an autobiography, right? It's not a technical book, okay. but it is really long. It's like almost 400 pages. Oh, damn. And you yeah. got, you finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, I Very finished nice. it. It's part of the uh, Survive the 25 Challenge yeah, that I'll, we're doing. I right. already started my second book, Wow, which I'll call out once I'm ready or once I finish it. Awesome. But yeah. anyway, that is How to Build a Car by Adrian Newey. That I definitely is. recommend it. If you want to borrow it, I will I'll let you borrow actually, it. I'm like, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll let you borrow mm -hmm. it. Have me take it off uh, my hands for a little while. Okay. But let's get into our next segment, car, Cars We Can't Get Here. Yes. By Randy. This one I was prepared for. All so right. I do yeah. apologize for not having headlines. But nonetheless, um, uh, this was very much eh, not last minute. Yeah. But I kind of went with a theme of what would appeal to John okay. as like track car type vehicles. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's a curveball one out there just because of whatever. Right. Right. So um you could actually see it within the card, but uh don't jump into the um the Trello board just yet. Okay. So with that theme in mind, um and the, the purpose of the segment is to kind of call out cars that you cannot buy in the US. That we think are pretty cool. Uh, well, in this case, I found and yeah. think is pretty cool. Like, these cars are lame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, with that said, I kind of went with a theme. Okay. You are a former hot hat, hot hatch sorry, guy. Yeah. And I'll, I'll relapse say, one of these days. Yeah, I'm, I, I wouldn't say former. It's, yeah. it's there still, yeah. right? So, there's that level. You have a love for track cars. I do. You do have a love for... Um, as much as you love V8s and big engines, you can appreciate a good small engine. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, although you're not a convertible guy, are you? No, not at all. Not, not at all. So not I, at all. Okay, so I might have hit. I I might have went with a miss there. So yeah, the first car is the Honda S660. Okay. So this is a K car in Japan, which means that it's like it's got to be, I think, under one liter sized engine. Okay, yeah. So that it can meet a uh, cheap registration standards right because of its efficiency it's the um it's the descendant of the honda beat it is a 700 c oh 650 cc turbo inline three <laughs> at a motorcycle a, at a whopping 63 horsepower but its curb weight is 1800 pounds Damn. So it's a pretty good balance. It might even be considered like the MR2 Spider in terms of weight. The current one weighs that? Yes, the current one weighs that. So it may be a death trap here in America if you get hit by a Yukon. Oh, for sure. It is a convertible also, but there I, I believe there are some Mugen parts for it. So you can you can spruce it up. Looks wise, it's like a super mini NSX. Oh, I mean 
it, that's you're right. That's what it looks like. This is what the Integra should have been, minus the convertible piece, probably, and the size of it. Yeah, and the size. Yeah, yeah. Like if they had gone with a middle weight version of this, you could have called this the Integra, and add maybe added a back seat. And I will say it looks hideous with a hard top. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I do like it for sure. Yeah, I think it looks great. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it is mid-engine. Uh, yeah, it is mid-engine rear-wheel drive. So that checks off a box, right? Um, so this, I actually don't see a pricing here. Um, that probably is one thing that's lacking. But given the size of the car and um, what its goal is, I don't imagine it being more than 30K unless you get a super high Mugen trim or some some stupid thing. That's like a that. lot for this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they price this, let's say 20, 20 even in today's dollars. Yeah. Not a bad setup. Let's call it like a cheap way to go racing in a brand new car right a miata alternative so if it's a miata class where it's all s660s it's not a bad way to go right oh for sure it's like the honda fit class yes yeah exactly yeah 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 exactly for sure so that um i think that car is a great car uh, a lot of opportunity there as far as i uh, wonder like i wonder has anyone k-swap one do you know I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, I don't know. I know there's not a lot of room in them. There's uh, the cars, I think, are only available in Japan because that's the only country that has a demand for um, this uh, this rule of K K car size. Yeah, cars. They're, they're, and there no there'd be no way of importing a newer one. Correct. Yes, absolutely. So and with the Honda Beats, <sighs> hence why the name of the segment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Honda Beats don't have K-swaps as far as I'm aware. I've never heard of one. But even in Japan, you don't think someone's curious enough to to try this? You know, they're not a they're not a swap. They're not a crazy swap type of country. I don't I don't Is that feel true? like I don't feel like they are. We are because we Yeah, they're they're I I feel like maybe it's a, you know, through our lens. They're a very OEM keep it pure type of thing with their cars. And then they get rid of them after 60,000 miles. Oh, and the then that w- that's where we come in. That's why. Or like, Australia. Yeah, they don't keep their cars for long enough to make them considered junkers because of the cost of registration. Right. Unless you're a purist, which means you kind of are pure to the brand. Thus, you don't K-swap a Beamer. You don't, you know, you don't fuck with OEM. You go OEM+. plus. If they had this car, I don't know. I don't yeah. know where where would this car land on your list? Ooh, that's a good question. If it was available here, either way, okay. either available here or you were allowed to bring one as like a just over on the whole list overall. Uh, overall, it's pretty low. It's yeah, just too like slow for me. If you had to, if you had to pick a number, past 20, greater than 20, maybe Great. greater than 40. Damn. Yeah, I was, I was feeling the same way. I do like it. Yes. But yeah, there, there's, I don't know that I'd try it. Although, if there was like a K-swapped one or mm. something like that, something creative so, and fun. So a higher power level is what you say. Let's throw 200 horsepower at this thing. 1,800 pounds. It also depends how the 200 horsepower is. I wouldn't want like a turboed one. Yeah, so NA, K-swap. Yeah. Well, a lot of K-swaps are yeah, NA. K- yeah, K-swap, NA, and then I'd be very interested. Especially, it look they look cool. But like I said, it, even though I don't like convertibles, I would let this one stay a convertible. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like the hard top look of these cars. So 200 horsepower in this 
chassis. Oh, dude, that would hit. Yeah, them. Oh, you're yeah, having a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. You're having a lot with of some VTEC NA VTEC. at eighteen hundred pounds. Yes. Oh my God, you're taking a lot of people on the street and embarrassing them <laughs> with a yeah. with a Lego. Yeah, that's dude. true. That's true. That's very true. Yes. That's crazy. All right. So next car, I have four cars actually. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is the um, it's another. Oh, let's hit the Kate. Let's hit the um. Let's hit the hot hatch. Uh, love over here. So we have the Megane, or Megan. Uh, it's a French brand. Okay. RS three hundred trophy spec. So there is a link for it in the uh, in the uh, Trello board. So it's a one point eight liter four cylinder turbo. Okay. Producing just around three hundred horsepower. Two hundred ninety six. It's front wheel drive, um, zero to sixty-two in five point seven seconds. So the only drawback, I think, and this is supposed to be the Type R competitor, right? In Europe. I, it it took the the Nurburgring time. It did at some point, right? Yeah. Or they took it away from the Type R. Took it away from the no. I think the Type R oh, beat no. it. Took it. I think you might be right that it, it took it from the from the Type R. Yeah. The RS had it, then the Type R took it, then. Then oh, this. Oh no, but the Type R has a front wheel drive. This is also a front wheel drive. Oh, this is also a front wheel yeah, drive. Yeah. So that's why it's that hot hatch love mm -hmm. that you uh, so passionately have. Yeah. Looks wise, it's very European. Yeah. You know, it's got I a, don't like the Renault badge in the front. It's too big, probably. It's too right? big. Yeah. yeah. It looks a little bumble like I don't know. Yeah. It's it's it looks got, very Volkswagen. -y. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Like bubble wise yeah. right? Roundedness. Yeah. Other um, than that, it looks pretty cool. Yes. I definitely get rid of the OEM wheels. Oh yeah, they're like flower petal, like Yeah, the, like it the looks like yeah, it looks like a rose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Not really down with that. Yeah. Overall, it looks like a good um, I mean, package. the performance is there, yeah. Performance there, but it's automatic only. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kills it. Automatic huh? only is... I'm not an automatic hater anymore. <laughs> yeah, sure. But automatic only only works in high horsepower. Oh, because of like the... Like really high horsepower. It's hard to tame. It, right? Yeah. When yeah, you yeah. have it... Or at least for me and my preference of driving, mm -hmm. when you have under, you know, 500 horsepower, uh -huh. I think stick shift is the way to go. Oh, okay. It's a more I engaging see. experience for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. saying in general that's how it needs to be, but just for me personally, yeah, if this is automatic only, I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So low I'll take my RS or my Type R. Okay. Yeah. Because the E92 is how many horsepower again? 420. Stock 69 Four, <laughs> 420 420. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So then this is lower on the list uh, as compared to the. S yeah. I might say this is not on the list. It's not even on. Yeah. The list. It's not even on, okay, not on okay. the list. I think there's a few other hot hatches that would make it before this one. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's just go with three for today. The last one is the um, it's a mid engine rear wheel drive. Okay. It's the Alpine. A110. Okay. So this one has two trims. It's got a 250 horsepower and a 288 horsepower um 1.8 liter turbocharged inline 4. Okay. Uh Looks like a BRZ kind of. It does have um it's also French actually ironically enough. Yeah. It's uh it's it gets rave reviews overseas. It is also only 
a dual clutch automatic, and it's probably of a higher. Would you would you say what the power output was? Yeah, uh, there's a 250 and a 292 horsepower version. It's got a very Celica, early 2000s Celica front end. Yeah, headlights. it does. It does. You're yeah. right. <laughs> uh, around 2,400 pounds. Okay, it's all, also very light. So it's got a nice ratio of weight. Power. Oh, what was the power? Sorry, I, I missed 250 that. 250 or 292. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. So that higher trim one is, is really good, right? Again, mm-hmm. I would probably want to have um stick shift and that, with, at that, with power that power level, level. Mm, yeah okay. okay yeah i wonder if this i did see this on top gear i yeah, saw this car this on is, top gear. and you can drive this car in gran turismo uh i might try it then yes yes yeah looks wise but look, i i would out of the cars that you've gone over so far this is what this would be the one for me okay yeah of the top of these three of the three i uh-huh. would definitely want this one I'm genuinely curious about bringing over even as an automatic. Okay. Okay. Even as an automatic. So it wins over the Honda um, S660. And what for me, the Honda yes. S660. Yes. Because, yeah, that I'm not – you're going to have fun in that car, right. but it's very underpowered. Yes. Right. This We're, car is ready to go. I think it's it's ready for the track. The advantage that this car has is that I have seen a full episode of – Grant Jeremy Clarkson oh, right, driving right, right. Yeah. so <laughs> so that kind of uh-huh. helps it um but it, I, I like the look of it I didn't like the double or quad headlights okay at, at the start it's kind of that's well that's a rally like tribute to rally kind of thing right well, yeah but like you know offer an aftermarket like uh oh like the fogs like aftermarket yeah fog yeah hella lights or something you know what I mean but because I, I get what – I mean, I think the old A110 uh-huh. had the same style of lights, too, where they were built into the car. Okay. Have you seen the classic Alpine A110s? Um, I can't say that I have. So. They, they're actually pretty nice. It's very um, Carmen Ghia-esque. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But it has that those quad headlights as well. Let me look real quick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't mind owning a classic one either. Very interesting. They look very. It's kind of like yeah. It's kind of the Carmen Ghia and Jaguar offspring. Yes, I see. What you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. know what you're saying. I, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So they did a good job of taking the retro styling and bringing it into the modern. For car sure, it's definitely you know they could. Somebody from Alpine needs to go talk to the Integra boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and get a lesson from them yeah, on design. Yeah, don't man. reuse the name the right way. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yes, for yes, sure, yes, man. Yes, yes. But the, I'm exclusively in. Is are they exclusive in or just Europe or? They France? are currently Europe only. We cannot get them. Um, probably European Union type stuff. Well, I wonder why that is. Why don't they expand? It's kind of hard to. Yeah, I mean, look what happened with Alfa Romeo. They had that four yeah. C, right? That was an interesting car. It was interesting, and I and I still, I've seen how small it is, so maybe not. Yes. But at one point, I was interested in that car. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to have that for a little while. Right. But yeah, it's very very tiny. It, and it's hard as uh, the market here just had no appetite for that four C. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So. What more this car, right? A mm-hmm. French car of all things. Just that alone, you're going to be like, you know, most Americans already have a fuck the French mindset, even yeah. though they were our allies. I've, this is a very depressing segment. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you can't it's get It's a these good cars? one. But yeah, now I'm like, 
one, the psychological impact of telling someone that you can't have it. Okay. Okay. Is, right. Automatically uh-huh. going to drive us to want it a little more. Right. Secondly, these are pretty some pretty cool cars we don't get to yes. have fun in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny as car guys and everybody suffers from this problem. I can't imagine any car guy that doesn't. There are so many cars for us to try here. Yes. And here we are fixating on the ones that we can't have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's like funny. And every so car true. guy does it. Yes. You know, we all yeah, do it. Yeah. Man. yeah. I mean, as humans, we want what we can't have. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Thus, the GTR is on everybody's list practically. Yep. Right. Yep. Yes. But anyway, let's add on our last segment the 2022 season and what i have to do to prepare yes you actually helped me today start get ready you know start to get ready for a few things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i have to do dual fuel pumps on the e36 why because i'm having fuel starvation issues at the track so at high g turns when i'm at less than half a tank okay at any time i'm doing a it's a left right turn (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing a right turn. Uh-huh. All the gas pulls at one side of the tank. Oh, and the, the straw for sipping it is yeah, not in the right. Yeah, it's not, it's not in the right spot, oh, okay. and, and it won't okay. take up enough fuel, and it, it cuts power. Oh, okay. So luckily, on the E36, they have a fuel pump, and they have a recycling like pump on the other side. Okay. And you can replace that piece with another fuel pump. Okay. So I got two new fuel pumps and those have to go in. So then that'll defeat my star fuel starvation issues, which Mm -hmm. I, I have to do before I get in at, you know, to the track in January. Yes. Then I'm doing my headers. Yes. Which includes a cat delete. Yes. Full three inch exhaust. The debate there is the exhaust that I bought. It's a full race exhaust. Mm -hmm. It has a resonator. Yeah. And it has the, the straight pipe. I can choose oh. which way I want to go. I don't know if I want to go straight pipe yet. Ooh. I almost want to save that like for something. Oh, okay, some make like, it special. Earn earn the pipe. What uh <laughs> what gain do you get from that difference? A little bit. There's a little bit of power well, gain. W- one there's that, sound right? and there's definitely a little bit of power gain. I mean, I'm going to say 5 to 10 mm. but you know it's gonna breathe a lot better yeah for sure pipe. it'll yeah. be stinky as fuck well you gotta it is yeah it is it's definitely gonna be stinky as hell mm. that's the part that's concerning me a bit yeah because i know i know it's gonna smell a lot yes but maybe we'll get some of that uh fuel flavor that we oh, talked about a yeah, long time yeah. ago oh you know? good call yeah, yeah get some bubblegum flavor in the fuel then <laughs> <laughs> i'm not yeah. so bad mm-hmm. that's scary man Yes. Because you're telling the brain not to worry about this potentially lethal thing that's going right, on. Right, The CO2. <laughs> yeah. I have to do an ECU swap because the car will no longer, California, please uh, plug your ears, will no longer be street legal. Yes. Because of all these modifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secondary air pump is going away. What's the, that for? That's uh, during uh, warm-up. It's uh-huh. to warm up the cats. So it it adds more air and more fuel to then, you know, cr- Warm, heat up heat the up. catalytic oh. converters quickly and then it'll shut off. Really? Yeah. Fucking Germans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And so getting rid of that, uh, getting rid of the downstream O2 sensors, don't need those anymore. Yeah. Uh, and sense. then doing an EWS delete, which is the immobilizer for the E36, just, in, you know, in the future, I'm going to need a swap. So I don't want to have to deal with 
um, you know, for having, the ignition. It's for the ignition. For the ignition, yeah. So it's a security function. It's a security function. Oh, yeah. Okay, taking. But that if out. I take it out now, I don't have to worry about what motor I put in. Ah. You know. So okay. it's it's it'll be fine and why, good to go. Why is now the right time to do that? Just out of curiosity, pre-swap because I rather pay once. Oh, somebody has to do it for somebody you. has to do that ECU change for me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's older tech that I. Yeah. Know, yeah. I'm yeah. Not yeah. Gonna do it. plus. Uh-huh. It's, it's actually relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah, yeah for for those cars. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, hopefully, resolve you know all the issues that I have. Deal with a lot less moving parts. Preparing for the future in there. Um, and then I got new seat brackets that finally arrive. Okay. That are gonna move my seats more towards the transmission tunnel, and more straight on with the steering wheel. Right on. Um, so that'll be a little more comfortable seating position. Position a little safer. Um, I am going to do fire extinguishers instead of fire suppression system, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got fire extinguishers that I'm going to install in different areas on the car and then that's it. And then from there, it's really just driver mod. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Right. Well, I guess that's what's, that's what's ready to go in. Oh, and a new mirror. That's the most I'm most excited about. Rear view mirror? A wink, or a side? I got a wink mirror. So it's a five panel mirror. Oh, yeah. oh those are, that's. That helps a lot. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, for visibility. It's say. gonna be. It's gonna be nice to. That's called a wink mirror. A wink mirror. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that was the name of the company that made it first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called a wink mirror. Oh, okay. But yeah, those are the things that I have to do to the car. Mostly bolt-on. Mostly bolt-on. Well, the fuel nothing pump pre- is nothing very difficult. Yeah. The fuel yeah. pump thing is actually the easiest. Oh, it it's is. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I do have to splice one wire, but other than that, it's pretty plug and play. Okay. Yeah. Luckily. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's nice to have an easy solution to that problem. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, I I when it happened on the track, mm-hmm. and I realized what was going on, mm-hmm. I was like, man, how do I solve this? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was a another pot for me to put a second pump in. Oh, you know that's okay. pretty convenient. Yes. yes. So uh, it it made it so much easier. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's all basically bolt-on stuff. You know, the car's gonna get a lot louder. So I'm going to have to order earplugs. I don't know how loud it's going to be, but mm. it, from the YouTube videos that I've seen, it's going to be pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty loud. So, But, I mean, I think uh, all of that has to happen prior to January. Enter the season. I have to dyno, and I have to get it weighed. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, because then I, I, that'll let me know. That'll let me either take out or put in weight, most likely to take out weight to, to be – at the top of my class in terms of the configuration for the car. So you're going to get tuned then also, or you're just not if I don't need it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like if I have, if the rules allow for me to have more power at the current weight, then, then I'll put a tune on it. I see. Yeah. And then get a little more power, but you know, that's, I'm just trying to get, trying to class the car at the top of the rule set. Right. right? On so the lowest rung. Yeah. So then it's just me uh-huh, that I have uh-huh. to work on and not right, the car. Right. Right. It'll be a while before I get there. Mm-hmm. I already have issues um, that I need. Um, I need stiffer springs. Okay. For at, your coilovers. For the coilovers. And uh-huh. I might just do whole new coilovers and sell the ones that I have now because it almost ends up being the same amount of money. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, with buying springs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm bottoming out at Button Willow, and I smacked my front splitter on the ground and bent my brackets. 
Oh. And I bent what them. brackets? The splitter brackets. Oh, okay, okay. And I bent them, and then I bent them back, and then I bent them, and then I bent them back. <laughs> so it's like now it's, there's so a now, crease. Yeah, dude, it's the, like a napkin. Bra- yeah. <laughs> it's like a napkin holding on my yeah, splitter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, damn, I hit up the race bread component guys and, and talked about, you know, kind of uh, what would be my next steps if they sold parts. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because of the supply shortage, oh. you know, it, they don't have a lot of extra stock to do that. But it probably makes more sense for me as a regular track goer to buy a whole new set. And then if something happens to either side, have replacements. That's true. You know, That's very have true. some backups, you mm. know, I guess racing isn't really for the budget minded. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would hate to ask what your Excel spreadsheet looks like for the all of your. Costing. It's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. Are you still actually under 20 K. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excluding tires because that's obviously a consumable. I don't exclude. I exclude all consumables. Right. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Including all like parts. I'm still at thirteen five hundred. That's not how much was the car again? Six K. Fuck. That hurts me to say, man, (laughs) because there's no there's no way I could ever. And that car wasn't like the best condition car. I should have got one. Yeah, dude. I should have got two. Yeah, I should have got one. Fuck. Yeah, I remember letting the one go, you know, where where the guy was got me in a bidding war bidding war with remember? the other dude, yeah. Where I didn't want to go over seven K. And now I'm looking at these prices like that car was pristine. Uh huh. That's, that's probably what, a fifteen to twenty K that car? One, that one's a that's a twenty K M three. Today. Today. That seven thousand dollar one was a twenty K M three today. I mean, it was in perfect condition. Were you hitting up? Were you seeing any Astoro blue ones while you were doing your shopping? I, I, no. I surprisingly, I felt bad about gutting an Astoro blue M3 oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a Dakar yellow or Let's, a Dakar yellow. Yeah, so so didn't, I didn't, I didn't, didn't pursue those cars. Oh yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. It was always like silver, black, uh-huh. white, those are the ones that I kind of stuck around. It's so I, I thought it was dumb as I'm thinking about it, but I couldn't avoid it. Yeah, because that lowered with the fat five like spoke wheels. Yeah. Oh, dude, those cars just look fucking awesome, man. Yeah, man. Damn. I still I still want one. You I st- still want one so bad. I get it like I want a street one, like a store blue one. Is that what you a mean? A store blue Deco, one, Dakar, Dakar yellow. yellow. Uh-huh. I mean, some uh, even uh, I don't like purple. Is there a stock purple one? Yeah, there's a. That's a rare uh, color, right? Uh, yeah, I forget the vi- uh, violet. It's uh-huh. violet. Uh huh. But um, yeah, I would love to have one in a street car that I, you know, kind of do my own OEM plus thing to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You okay. know. Yeah. But uh, I would have to. It would. It would literally cost me the E92. Yeah, you're priced. You're priced out of that market yeah, right now. That's what I had to. That's what. And I. I don't know that they're gonna come down. I don't think they are. I don't I think really they are either. Don't. Yeah. Like a good. Con- like I would want to get like. As close to 100k then as I can, mm. and to do that, it's 25,000. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, I saw an Astoro blue one driving up, um, coming home here. Yeah, in your Belinda area, and I wanted at a stoplight. I, I wanted to ask like, how much would it take <laughs> to get out you out of that car and <laughs> give me that pink slip? But I was like, eh, I'm, I don't want to be kicking tires. Yeah. You know, I'd be bullshitting, and I know where. Those cars are at now. Yeah. The so. hard thing with the Estoril Blue for me is that a lot of them come with cream interiors. Oh, you can't hang and with the I'm, white. Yeah, no, I don't want the white interior. Oh, okay, I okay. definitely would want to do a black. Yeah, but yes. yeah, that's that's where we're at. Um, I am always looking for another E36. Right now, it's not going to happen. Yes, I, I've even like I wanted M3. 
but I've even started looking at like 325s and 328s. Oh, really? Like, I mean, just get one. I mean, even those are going up in value. But I'm like, if I'm going to pay exorbitant prices, like might, 10K. As well, might as well get an M3. Okay. You know, it'll hold value better. It will definitely hold the value better. Yeah. I was exactly, I was just going to say that. But like, anyway, that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. I'm drinking coffee right now. With a logo from a green coffee company. Yeah, <laughs> but I, what I would prefer to be drinking is Cafe Carrera. Okay. <laughs> Cafe Carrera is the best coffee from Guatemala. We started a coffee company a long time ago. We've been saying that forever. Go visit Carrera.cafe and get your coffee today. Uh, any last words, Randy? Not today. Not today. I couldn't think of anything very tricky. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, a very I tight lip today. Yeah, very underprepared. So, All yes, right. Yes. Well, good night. Good night. Good night.